0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is
0: The
2: Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition. Of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf, and I thank you for getting up early this morning as we start the NFL season and we shift the Sports Edge to an earlier start at 7 a.m. Now, if you recall, on last Sunday's show, we had a a most vigorous discussion of the rise and, and growing impact of travel and club teams and really what their continued rise may mean to high school sports. I mean, if we know, for example, that while high school programs continue, uh, you know, for the most part, to take a, a kind of a wait-and-see approach with school opening and, and with sports, truth is most travel programs have been operating since this past June and have been going at it uh, full speed and are operating right now into the fall. And to that end, we had a, a couple of callers last week who suggested that it would be a great help if travel programs were at least overseen by a, an independent uh, association or a group, something like, a, a, you know, like Consumer Reports or having an association that is like a seal of good housekeeping, some, some kind of outside governing body to provide some real supervision and a sense of assurance, not only to the sports parents who pay for these travel teams, but to the travel team operators themselves. Now, I thought that was an intriguing observation, especially because the suggestion was coming from travel team operators themselves. That is, they're the ones who think that third-party oversight would really benefit everyone. And to that end, I decided I wanted to talk with Bobby Germano. Bobby, who runs the North Jersey Vipers, a well-known, highly respected travel softball program, and Bobby has owned and run the Vipers for a decade, and I'm eager to get his perspective on what's happening with travel programs these days. He's one of the as I said, one of the club team operators who would welcome some real oversight from a third party. And we'll, of course, take your calls and comments, observations, as always, at one 337 6666 But first, Bobby, welcome back to the Sports Edge.
3: Rick, good morning. Thanks for having me, and it's a pleasure to be here.
2: Well, let's... Let's get into this for a second. Let's first outline for our listeners who may not be uh, aware of, of the Vipers uh, and your program. I mean, you told me that you and your staff have something like uh, 100 girls uh, on softball teams ranging from, uh, I guess, of 10 through 18. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, and and your program uh, doesn't charge for for trying out. Uh, The annual fee, when again, the Vipers goes all year round from the fall, winter, spring, and into the summer. You run around uh, $3,000 for the program. Um, And is, is that all correct so far? That's right. Okay, so when we talked the other day, You used, I thought, a very, very solid analogy. Uh, For example, uh, during the week in 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 your full time job, you're in the mortgage business, which back in the 2000s, early 2000s, we all know this. uh, The mortgage business really didn't have any oversight. and it wasn't until the financial collapse of 2008 and nine that, uh, you know, consumers were on their own to try and figure out which mortgage broker was legit and which mortgages were, were good to have and so on and so forth. And you, you sort of view the mortgage business as being something like the travel team industry as, as being something that's out of control, sort of a wild, wild west, because there's no real protection for consumers. Yeah, expand upon that, that analogy, if you would, Bobby. Yeah, the the
3: similarities are staggering. Uh, you know, when I entered the mortgage business back in, it was my high school summer job. Uh, so I would play baseball and I would work in the um, for my dad's mortgage company during the summer. Yep. And you know what? What I saw from early on is you know there was the, the training was whatever you wanted to train yourself in. There was no minimum standard. So loan officers were uh, recruited. Uh, they were taught kind of on the job. You would Make a phone call, speak to a potential borrower, and you would learn uh, by mistake, by error. But you know some successes. Uh, there was really no best practices, anything like that. And uh-huh. um, in the early '90s, some consumer protection started coming in. And there were always some, but you know it, it, it was very open to interpretation. In the early '90s, there started becoming some high cost provisions and some capital requirements and things like that. But for the most part, again, there was, there was no barrier of entry. And that's where the similarity is with the uh, travel and club world, is that there's there's really no barrier for entry. There was no capital requirement for mortgage brokers really to enter if there were in certain states. It was very minimal. With the uh, 2008 uh, mortgage meltdown, the lenders that survived and the lenders that really grew to prosper um, after those changes are the ones that embraced what you're saying uh... the mortgage industry started requiring loan officer and company national registrations in the national database they started mandating twenty hours of loan officer training uh... state licensing uh... background checks fingerprint checks credit checks so that there would not be the uh... risk of somebody trying to um, get themselves out of, uh, out of a foreclosure by overcharging a borrower. So all those types of consumer protections were put into place in the mortgage business. So when you translate that into our world here in the sports business, there's a lot of similarities. It's, it's pretty eerie, but the ones who want to go and be successful here would embrace it because it would all be for everybody's protection.
2: Well, let's talk about that. I mean, you use the term, for example, like, uh, you know, uh, no barrier of entry, meaning in the terms of the travel world that anybody, and I've said this for years, anybody can put out a shingle and start their own travel team. You don't have to apply. You don't have to fill out paperwork. You, don't, you just say, okay, I'm starting a team. You uh, can basically decide, you know, what what sport, uh, what age bracket, um, who the coaching staffs going to be, how the tryouts are going to be run. It's pretty much left to the individual uh, entrepreneur. And again, the, the, the sports parent, the consumer, has no real um, way to do any homework or to check on this or have any uh, place to, to go and complain if there is a problem. Uh, so when you say as somebody who's run a successful program, and I know you go to great lengths to make sure you are very transparent uh, about the, the Vipers, uh, it, it's got to it gotta sort of make you nuts uh, every so often when another travel program pops up out of nowhere, and you sort of say, wait a minute, th- this travel program, uh, it's not like you don't have a problem. I mean, look, everybody can be entrepreneurial. That's great. That's fine. But it sure would be helpful if there were some some basics uh, to make sure that program was going to be legitimate, and, and and the parents who pay you know pay the fare for their kids playing these travel programs, if they had some sense of reassurance of what was going on
3: yeah you're right. you're absolutely right uh when i say no barrier of entry uh in order to hang your shingle yep uh, you need an insurance policy which is not difficult to get a lot of the bodies that are out there that will sanction tournaments and things like that th- things of that nature they will offer insurance on their website so uh it's really go in register pay your fee on your credit card, and, and you can be insured. You need twelve players to get one team. There's no set standard on what to charge, and again, the entrepreneurial spirit is is critical. Uh, you can charge whatever you want. Uh, you need to get facility access. You know whether that be your basketball court, field, wh- you know whatever sport you're in. in mm-hmm. it's softball fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are in the Northeast, there needs to be a year-round component, so there needs to be some kind of an indoor access. Um, and then figure out what leagues and tournaments to play in. And it, there there are so many options, you know, and just to piggyback on that for a second, I, I did some research in, in preparation of being here. Within a 30-minute drive of where we are, there there's anywhere from 15 to 20 other club programs that I know of. I had a conversation with one of our coaches last week that they were setting, they, they were in contact with a team to set up a scrimmage, and it was a, Program I never heard of, and that's great. It, our first responsibility is to the game, and if kids are playing, and there's a, a program that's out there that's offering that opportunity, that, that's a great thing. We, we, we all need to embrace that. That kids are playing this sport that we love—that's great. But the thing is, is that we had no idea who they were, and okay, that's fine. So, so what's the risk to that? But there's, within 30 minutes, there's there's 15 to 20 that I know of. Within 60 minutes, there are 60 programs minimum that I know of that are out there. And then if you look at the rankings in the tri-state area on one of the uh, websites that I looked at, there's over 200 teams on record, those are ones that registered with that body, uh, in the tri-state area that are out there. So 200 options. And you think about all those kids and all those parents and all those interactions and all those coaches and everything else. I, you know, I think 95%, 98%, hopefully 99% are great. But, you know, there's certainly a risk factor there that um, should be looked at and looked at seriously because you don't want everybody to get impacted by a couple of things that, when you, if you look back, could be easily addressed.
2: We're talking with Bob Germano, who is the owner of the North Jersey Vipers softball program. We're talking, he's being incredibly candid about what it's like to to run a travel program and the fact that, as you just heard, talking about the fact there are literally, uh, you know, hundreds of competitive programs. Um, And travel programs, of course, did not exist 20 years ago. Now they're everywhere, not just in Jersey, but clearly all over the country in every state. Uh, They are started by by sports enthusiasts, usually a Many times there are parents who want their kids to play against uh, what they feel is better competition or have a season go longer to get more in-depth coaching. But again, as you just heard, there is no real barrier of entry. Anybody can do this. Uh, you just basically, depending on the sport, as long as you get a facility, whether it's a basketball court and you obviously rent that or you a field for softball or baseball, uh, you get the insurance and you get the word out and, and put up a website and you're ready to go. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, Particularly in this day and age where we've had so much uh, economic turmoil due to the pandemic, I would imagine we're going to see even more people go into the travel sports business. Again, a few years ago, Time Magazine uh, said that the youth sports industry, a lot of which is obviously the travel uh, and club teams, is a $17 billion industry. $17 billion, I'm going to give you a point of comparison, Major League Baseball is a nine billion dollar uh, industry so you can see what i'm talking about that this is a huge huge operation and and you know, uh, Bob, you, you were very kind. You said that you thought maybe as many as 98% of most of these teams are well-run and are legitimate. Uh, I think that's being probably a bit optimistic because the fact is, and we know this, that uh, you know travel programs are for-profit operations. Uh, there may be a few out there which are uh, 501c3 designations as non-for-profit, but most of them are running because somebody says, this is a way I can basically provide some sort of of extra sports uh, perhaps for my son or my daughter but also I can make some money off of this and as I said I I think that's where parents especially naive parents who haven't been through this before uh, with their son or daughter, may all of a sudden run into different kinds of philosophies, roadblocks, concerns about playing time, uh, you name it. I mean, this is what we're talking about. And again, travel programs, as I said a few minutes ago, whereas the high school sports seasons are being postponed or delayed, travel programs are up and running and have been all summer.
3: Yeah, they have. Um, we're we're in a tournament this weekend. Uh, we have three of our teams there in Central Jersey. They're doing a great job. They, they, they I think they're doing uh, some really good things with the uh, COVID compliance stuff, with uh, keeping the dugout areas clean and the food stations and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, if you were to put, um, if you were to take a twenty thousand foot view from a from above and look down, it would probably look very similar to what you're used to seeing, um, you know, historically. It's, yeah. It's great. The kids need it mental health-wise. it's It's awesome.
2: Yeah, there was a a study a week or so ago about the the mental health uh, concerns with uh, high school athletes. Obviously, uh, those kids who uh, did not have a chance to play in the spring, uh, their their sports seasons due to the pandemic, and the fact that the kids, not not surprisingly, were, were depressed. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, if I was an athlete in high school and I'd be very, very angry and upset that I couldn't play for my high school team last spring, But the fact is, if you're a serious athlete, uh, you're probably playing on an outside travel program. And so those kids just said, okay, I missed my high school uh, spring season, but I'm playing for my travel squad all summer and into the fall. I mean, it's, uh, again, for parents today, the reality is that, uh, yes, you definitely want your son or daughter to play high school sports because of the great connections, the, the friends they're playing with, and so on and so forth. But if the kid has any chance or thoughts of going on to play at, at the collegiate level to be scouted and recruited, they're going to have to play on a travel team. And, and that's where parents have to really sort of figure out, okay, which programs are the best, which ones are the best run, can I afford it, what kind of commitment is this going to be, and so on and so forth. And that gets back to my, my original question today, uh, Bobby, you're talking about the fact that we have to get to a point where we have some real – provisions for parents to understand that travel teams need to be investigated to have a sense of transparency, to be, parents need to be assured that they're they're signing a kid up for a legitimate uh, operation. Okay, let me me take a time out. We're talking with uh, Bob Germano of the New Jersey, I'm sorry, the North Jersey Vipers, and we want to talk about, you know, the evolution of of travel programs and how they're going to, you know, continue to rise, and they're going to have parents asking more and more questions about uh, how they're run. And I'm eager to get your, everybody's calls and comments at 1 337 6666. When I come back, we'll start taking some calls. Stay with me. Welcome back to the Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. We're talking this morning with Bobby Germano of the North Jersey Vipers softball program. We're talking about, we're doing kind of a deep dive into the inner workings of of travel and club teams, and, and not only how prevalent they are all, throughout our whole area, but all over the country, but also what it means to, to start and to run a program. Uh, and again, We've reached a certain point here with our youth and amateur sports, where quite frankly, we know, of course, of the issues with the pandemic and the high schools and school districts trying to figure out what's the best time to start and which sports are high risk and low risk and whatever. But the travel programs have been running all summer and continue to run into the fall and into the winter. Um, and I'm, Bobby, I'm going to take your calls, friends, at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. But Bobby, I am curious. What do you hear uh, from the the girls in your program uh, regarding their own high school uh, softball programs, and and uh, what's their reaction to the fact that their season was canceled last uh, spring, and that hopefully they'll play in the in the spring at a shortened season? How do they? how are they reconciling what's happened with their high school teams as opposed to with their travel softball programs?
3: The high school teams losing their season was tragic for a lot of them. Uh, you know, they put in so much work. The shutdown started right as they, in New Jersey anyway, started just as they went back. Um, I think they had three or four days of practice, and that was it. We had a lot of kids primed for an, an incredible year, you know, from freshmen to seniors. We had our sophomores through seniors that were a lot of all county and all league type candidates, and uh, some looking to get into their, some looking to uh, have their send off year before they were going to their colleges, which they were pre committed to. So losing that season was brutal. Uh, for my own daughter, uh, she was going to be able to follow up on a county championship and and really cement herself uh with success and you know she lost that and uh it 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 was tragic but what we were able to provide was a venue for them to go and take that uh that pent up frustration I guess and mm-hmm. and they're wanting to work and they're wanting to compete and give them that outlet so you know when the governor opened up return to play in in june i think it was uh you know we were right there ready to go and we set up our protocols and and we were there so we were able to provide them something i can't imagine where these kids would have been between their zoom calls and not being able to go to their friends houses and all those things without this sport in their lives Uh, we were able to fill a gap there that was i I can't even measure but the loss of their high school seasons can't be uh, can't be overstated Uh, it it was it was a big blow
2: so basically you do feel uh, deep down uh, you know obviously being a sports dad yourself that that high school sports and travel programs can coexist
3: yeah as a matter of fact I'm a big proponent of it because where and I know that our our vision here at the Vipers is is a little bit different than some others and that's okay I think that's what makes the, the difference and the exploration for the parents really essential because they need to pick the program that's best for them and we're not for everyone and everyone's not for us and, and that's okay. But we fully embrace that high school experience because being a high school athlete myself, it's it's like that rite of passage where you're playing for your community. You want to see where you where you fall in the line of all the great athletes in your town or your school district that preceded you and that will come after you. You know, where do you rank on your scoring records hit records pitching records you know whatever it is it, it doesn't matter but do you have the opportunity to put another banner in that gym yeah. that, that you attend and you're playing for your community and and that's something that the club world cannot provide and it's essential to their experience and it's something that we fully support we tell our younger players Rick that when they are at like 12 and 14 hey, look you're going to get much better playing here we're going to teach you all the fundamentals and the had uh, a hit throw, whatever, but we don't want you to just make your high school team. We want you to go in and start on your high school team. We want you to go in and say, wow, our Viper practices are harder than this. This is, this is easy. So we are setting them up to succeed in their high school program so that they can, ha- they can play their part in that lineage of their school districts.
2: Well said. Okay, let's, let's uh, as promised, let's get this one of our callers at uh 877 337 Let's start our, our conversation this morning with Ed over in Queens. Uh, Ed, good morning. Uh, you're first up on the fan with Bobby Germano.
1: Thank you. Good morning. I listen to your program. really enjoy it. There's not too many programs, unless you're unique. Just let me get that out of the way. My question is, uh, I've been involved in, in, in Little Sports and, and, and um all of them, but specifically baseball, because that's what I do. I love teaching the game. Mm-hmm. And my question is, with all the travel programs, they've been around a long time. Um, how do we get our little leagues that are kind of disappearing? The kids that are good players and their parents do go to travel teams, but where do we get? Where can we find a three-inning player or the kid that didn't, you know, just wants to play or the parents just say, "Hey, like, I don't want competition. I just want." My kid to enjoy the game, learn the game, and hopefully then he can choose what he wants to do when he's older. So, my my, my other connected question is what happened to the Little League Williamsport RBI, a Bay Booth baseball sponsored by Cal Ripken? Could these people come in and say, hey, let's form something else to get, you know, to keep our population growing? It's hard in the inner city, it's hard when populations change, dramatics change. So, those are come. Think my concerns.
2: Ed, those are good questions, and I, I thank you. And it's funny, I, I've been thinking about uh, doing a show because, uh, as, as most baseball fans know, uh, Major League Baseball is doing uh, or is in the process of doing a major overhaul. Of all baseball in this country, uh, trying to put everything under the the, uh, the the roof of Major League Baseball. You know, of course, the minor league season was canceled this year. Uh, they cut back the draft to just a few rounds. Uh, they're getting rid of 40 minor league teams at the grassroots level. They're trying to uh, you know do things with youth baseball. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Major League Baseball, trying to unify the corner, you know, Baseball One you know i i just don't know I, I think major league baseball has a real roadblock in terms of how it's marketing itself uh, to younger kids uh little league baseball is uh, obviously uh, flourishing but uh even little league baseball we all know at the end of the, the regular season the, the the elite players are then selected to go play for to compete to play in Williamsport it's a travel mentality, uh, and, you know, it's going to be curious to see how all this plays out. Now, now Bob, I know you are you were a top ball player when you were uh, coming up to the school ranks. What is your sense about what's happening here?
3: It's going to be interesting to see um, what you just described. Uh, you know, from the softball side on, on what we do, we run into those same situations. And, you know, I said earlier, our first – Commitment is to the game, and we have to get kids playing this game, you know And whether it's for my organization or a competing organization or a new startup organization If kids are playing the game wins and that needs to be first and that Mm -hmm. should be central in everybody's mind Unfortunately, I don't think it is but I in my mind. That's what that's what's critical. So somebody's playing. That's great what are the options that are there? What I've seen from the town rec programs, and, you know, I'm in northern New Jersey. It's a suburban area, so, you know, there are the town rec programs. I can't speak to the boroughs and the city and the changing population. But for here, there's been a decline in the uh, rec sports as well. I, I can I uh, refer to it more as almost like a um, uh, a program that needs to be offered. The quality of the program is not really reviewed. It's just, okay, we offer it, let's check the box, let's move on, and then the safety protocols and everything come under that. So, you're right, it becomes just like you're saying in Major League Baseball, I'm not comparing myself to them at all, but it it needs to challenge me because with 200 teams that I'm competing with, where am I finding my next group of players? I've got to go out and offer my product in free settings, whether it be clinics, whether it be um, Uh, come to our tryouts, hey, here's some videos, here's this, reaching out to the league directors that that are local so that they can get an awareness of who we are. So the kids that do want to learn about it, they can. And then we can offer that lower level program for the casual player. And then the ones that want to commit to do more, we have that kind of step up offering. So in a similar way, I, I am in the same thing where I have to go out and find the kids to get them to play. And again, in our game, and same thing in baseball, we have one baseball team here, and the challenge that we have, and you know, probably take the softball numbers and double and There's probably 400 teams in, uh within uh, the, the tri-state, maybe 600, whatever. But having said that, there is so much competition in other sports the baseball softball thing it's it's a very slow game at the at the young levels they don't want to play it they can go to lacrosse football soccer whatever it is we have to get them to love our game at the at the younger levels so we've got to create ways for them to embrace it. The standing around practices, the standing around games
2: oh, that's, that's, are pillars to our sport. I was going to say, I mean, that's the first thing I would do is just say, look, you can't run a practice which is a slow motion. Kids today, as you just said, they are, they've are they been uh, accustomed and they've been groomed on fast-paced action. The idea of just, uh, okay, now I'm a, uh, the coach is going to throw a batting practice. Everybody else go out and shag in the outfield for two hours. That that's, that that kills the sport. And, and yeah, 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 that's a definite now you're done <laughs> let's, do let's get back to our callers uh now our next caller is somebody uh i wasn't i should have put two and two together but i didn't i didn't know that jack Smithlin and uh and, and germano family were well connected but obviously you know it comes to softball in jersey uh jack Smithlin uh and and you bobby and and i guess your your sister are well connected jack good morning how are you guys
4: how are you bob
2: hey jack good morning hey
4: they have everything good lord you know bob was a great athlete from what i remember but his sister laura was a lot better i think but um (laughs) (laughs) i I coached laura in in high school but you know talking about club teams and you know when i followed bob and his program for a while and you know the the key to it is that they do it right you know when you talk about three thousand dollars and i hate mentioning money. But that's peanuts compared to what are these, a lot of these organizations charge. You know, even for a three season program where they take a break, maybe one season, but they're training. And what Bob does, I mean, I'm familiar with two other programs that are run very similar to Bob's. I mean, not the same mission. I think Bob's mission, I read, is, is just fabulous. I think it's a, it's a great situation for kids to, to be developed. And, uh, yeah, I know of Baseball's Finest by Greg Conway. Um, it's mostly baseball. not so, You know, he's getting softball. And the Fred Hill Program or Academy in, um, in Verona, um, they're starting out now. Uh, you know, uh, Pete Connell started hiring. But in order to get it right, in order to do the right things, you need to do it the way Bob's program is being run and, and Baseball's Finest. They are developing kids. And they're not charging off-the-chart monies. They're not, you know, causing you to have to go out and remortgage your house. I mean, they're not doing things of that nature. And, you know, when we talked about club balls and club sports, you know, it's something that is here. It's not going away. It is taking over high school athletics. And like Bob and like you, Rick, I would hate to see – high school athletics diminished because of it. I mean, his daughter was, an, I mean, they won the county championship in Bergen County. That's a big, you know, that, that's a hotbed in, in Jersey, is North Jersey softball. Um, and to beat some of those great teams, you know, she, she's a tough one. So, you know, when you talk about it, and is it taking over our, our high school athletics? I believe it is. Because right now, all these kids who are becoming juniors in high school Your 16U program, Bob, and those 16U programs out there, they are the ones that are trying to showcase their talents for colleges. And if we don't have high school athletics, you're it. You're the showcase. And when you do it right and you can draw people in, and, Bob, your program draws scouts, college recruiters in, and that's one of the things that these guys always promise. They always promise – Oh, I'll get you in front of the best college, you know, recruiting coaches in the world and the pros for baseball, and there are certain programs that can provide that. Your program does provide that, and that's what, you know, when you're going to promise something, you got to do it. Rick, in your book, and I mention it all the time, the Sports Parenting Edge, your book that you wrote 20 years ago, you wrote a whole chapter on what to look for in a travel and club team before club teams are even out there. Yeah. So listen, Bob, you're doing it right. Keep up the great work. Let's try to get together and get something going. You know, me co- coaching at the college level now, you know, Division three is a tough program in New Jersey, one of the best in the, in the country. So and just keep doing it right. Keep Laura in your program and you know, and you'll keep it strong.
2: Uh, well thank said. You, Th- thank you very much, Jack. And and uh, you know, uh, you know, I, you know I, I just echo what Jack had just said, Bob. I, I, I guess the one thing that people who are new to kids who are going to travel programs is it fair to say that the yes, of course, you're going to offer personal instruction, uh, maybe tougher practices, more of a deep dive into the uh, the skill training. But is it true that you find that that um the reason the kids come to travel programs uh is because there's this lure that uh, at some point if they progress and develop their talents they will be have a chance to get their game and and to showcases in front of college coaches and perhaps get a college scholarship is that, is you that you know what the- it's
3: segmented uh We come out in our in our mission statement, I guess as Jack said yeah. um we're very clear on who we are. We're also clear on who we're not. We do, you know, we did recognize a long time ago in doing this that you do need to have that offering and you do need to provide that forum for kids that do want to get to the next level. And it's great. I embrace it. There are all varying approaches to it. There are some programs that, uh, you know, the leadership of the program will not allow you to contact coaches on their own, on your own. There are some that, uh, are still doing it the way it was probably done ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, where they call the coaches themselves and they will set up meetings for you. And, uh, yeah, and then there's ways of doing it today. You know, we we have a um, uh, it, we have a platform that we utilize that we can provide the metrics of how many messages our kids are sending to college coaches, how many engagements with coaches that we have, how many video profiles that have been watched, how many messages have been sent, received. Uh, total engagements, how many players we have that have never looked at our platform, they haven't, but they've never created a profile. And so it's a numbers game still. to get in. it's like a job uh, s- search. It's no different. So it's, it, there's a lot on the player that needs to do it. And through that process, they realize if they really do want to make that commitment. So we provide that forum. It's there. We've had tremendous success with it. We've had some that said, thanks, but no thanks and that's okay but you know we have to offer it we we are very clear on what it is we will help everybody we will make those calls to colleges we certainly do uh, on a regular basis but we're just going to make sure that the reputation of our program stays intact we'll start making that contact when we know that our player is serious and drilling down into that program
2: we're talking with Bobby Germano of the North Jersey Viper softball. And again, we're doing, a, I th- to my way of thinking, just a fascinating look into uh, the inner workings of a, a very legitimate and well-respected uh, travel program. Uh, and we're taking your calls at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. 337 6666 Bobby, let me take a, a pause here, a timeout. Uh, and when I return, we'll continue our conversation. Uh, I, I want to tell a story about... Um, well, a, travel, a kid who played travel soccer and, and the problems that he ran into and his parents as well. Anyhow, stay with me. Back with more after this timeout. Uh, just a quick uh, programming note that uh, following the uh, Sports Edge this morning is the NFL Preview Show. Uh, as you all know, the Giants and Jets uh, will begin to, their season uh, today and on Monday night. So make sure you get what's happening with uh, the NFL Preview program. I always invite you to ask to follow me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf, and you can go to AskCoachWolf.com, uh, my website, for a variety of books that I've written and other resources when it comes to sports parenting. Uh, my, best, my guest this morning is Bob Germano of the North Jersey Vipers. We're talking about travel sports and and you know what, what it's involved to, to run a program uh, and do it in a legitimate way and why there needs to be some real oversight, and supervision of these programs. So, you know, again, we want to make sure the sports parents who are paying real money uh, are knowing what they're paying for is going to be legitimate. Uh, Let's go back to our calls. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan.
5: Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Very familiar with Bob's program. My daughter had tried out a few years back. She was a very good high school softball player and and um, we, we made the team. We just decided to go somewhere else because of proximity of where we live. But outstanding program, and I and I found this program by doing my research. And I think that's part of the problem that parents don't do their research. They're just happy their kid makes a team. They can pay some dollars, and they think it's going to be a little better than Little League or much better than Little League. So I guess my question is. Uh, in terms of oversight, what would you be looking for? I'm actually on my way right now to uh, my 12-year-old son's club team uh, game, and we're very happy. Uh, it's one of the teams that you, your last caller mentioned, very happy with the coaching staff because we did our our, our research. But as a small business owner, o- oversight is expensive. It's It's time-consuming. What would you say would be the right level of oversight, or what would you be looking for specifically from someone who owns a club team?
2: Mike, that's a good question. Bob, uh, being a sports parent yourself, why don't you take a take a crack at that?
3: Thanks for calling, and uh, I'm sorry that we weren't able to have your daughter in the program. Um, but there are some national organizations out there that offer some things, but you know it's kind of disjointed, and I think their intentions are good. One uh, governing body ha- ha- say- says they have 150,000 organizations They offer resources on one-on-one interactions, preventative training, uh, team travel, roster management, um, there's safe sport out there on sexual misconduct and awareness, things of th- things like that. And you know, if you were as a organization, so just like in our mortgage business where we have to uh, register and get certified and get licensed and and those kinds of things. I think where you said you did your research and your due diligence and that's key, that's critical. And like I said, you know, for us, we're not for everybody and, and everybody's not for us. And that and that's great. Your your daughter played and that, that's the key thing. But if I was doing my due diligence, I'd want to know that the organization I was with had that type of depth, had that scale, had that training. I mean, like I spoke to somebody yesterday because we're gonna be going into the indoor portion of our season. Uh, pretty soon as the uh, daylight savings comes to an end and we get into the cold weather months where my protocols have to evolve uh, for the coronavirus uh, compliance. And I'm going to have a training program with all my coaches on what do you do if the temperature check doesn't work, what do you do in this case. And it's got to be very formulated and if-then type stuff. So my point being is that I would want to know that the organization I was with, that the coaching staff was who they say they are, that they are aware of all those types of things, the sexual misconduct, the one-on-one background checks, do I have somebody with a criminal background check, non-whatever, I'd want to know all those things were there because by the same token, there are programs out there that if you try and look them up, all you get is a Facebook page, and there is nothing there. I mean, uh, of the amount of time, and, and again, not to self-promote the Vipers, this is just to give you experience. in In the 10 years that we've been doing this, if I were to look back 10 years ago, how we ran this thing, I mean, how we run it today, totally different. I would tell you that 80% of my time running this program has nothing to do with softball. It's about website management, it's about registrations, it's about field permits, it's about cutting checks, it's about making sure that coaches' needs are, are met, it's about making sure that the facility is up and running that I'm dealing with electricians and contractors and things of that nature. This weekend is the first time I'm actually coaching softball in weeks with all the hours that I've put in. So I would want to ensure that my daughter was playing in a program that had all those types of things. And there's no certifications. There's no even best practices. There's no um, groups that come together and say, hey, let's do, how do you guys handle roster management? How do you handle escalations? <laughs> like if you have an escalation, is there a board? Do you go to the owner? What happens? You you have no idea what it is. So like we put all that information out. I notice a lot of organizations don't, and that's where my transparency is critical. Because ultimately, we are a customer service business. There's no need in the marketplace for another average club. So we have to be above average. And this is where my sports background and competitive nature takes over. Is that when I see other organizations entering the marketplace or I see other representations being made and I lost a player for XYZ reasons, and and that's fine. It challenges me to be better. So I've got to go out and figure out, okay, how do I overcome that? How do I prevent that from happening to the next kid? So that's where my approach is, where um, there's no certifications for anyone to take minimal training to show that they provide XYZ and you want to make sure, I, I, I was joking with somebody yesterday, if I put a posting out there and just used a bunch of superlatives in a name, we are the future gold, elite, rainbow, future Olympians, <laughs> I wonder how many responses I would get,
2: well, I, and
3: it would be, be a fascinating experiment.
2: Bob, I, I'm listening to what you say, and this is exactly why I want to do this show this morning, because there are so many sports parents out there who are new to all this, and and what well, you just you know, basically went down and ticked off the fact that most of the job you do is of an admin variety. There are no certifications. There are no there are no registrations. There are no oversight. There's nothing. Uh, and you, if you you know, if you don't do your homework and do a lot of homework, you end up with your kid in a bad program. Uh, as you said, some programs just put out a Facebook page and and people still come to it. It's just bizarre that we've been doing these things for so long and there's no oversight. I mean, I get a lot of calls calls, a lot of emails from parents who are outraged uh, that their kid is on an elite travel program. I mentioned before the break, uh, there was one young man who uh, had played for three years with a a very, very uh, elite club soccer program and uh, was dedicated to it and devoted to it and went to every practice and it was a long commute and so on and so forth for three years And then by the time he got to be between his uh, junior year and senior year in high school, when he thought, now I'm going to the major showcases, and now I can really get a chance to show the college coaches what I can do, suddenly the the, the travel program, the the club program, he, he got diminished playing time and that's where the dad reached out to me and said what's going on i said well i have a feeling that that the the club program either feels that your son is not going to get a lot of attention as a college player so they're just going to not have him play much it was outrageous it was wrong it was really just unethical and that's exactly what happened. The kid didn't get any field, any uh, substantial offers from college, even though he'd been in this program for three years and had bought into it and paid a lot of money, well, uh, his parents had paid a lot of money, and it just didn't happen. I mean, it's just, and the, the program said, well, that's the way it goes. It's as simple as that. These kind of stories are just heartbreaking, and unfortunately it's the, it's, it happens all too often with these sort of, unlicensed unregulated uh you know programs they can do what they want to do and if it doesn't work out for your kid well so be it Uh, it's it's really it's really heartbreaking and 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 as i said since a lot of money is being paid a lot of parents are counting on this for me the kid to get a college scholarship or partial scholarship it's just outrageous Bobby, I'm sure you're hearing, you hear other similar stories just like this. So that certainly the time has come. time is right for somebody to say, "Okay, let's get a like a, a Consumer Reports of travel and club teams. Let's get an association to oversee all this uh, to make sure that when you when you sign on your kid to a, to a program like this, you know what you're going to get involved in, and if things go sideways, you have a way to get this uh, corrected."
3: You, you, you know, you're right, and one of the things that you highlight all the time on your show is the cost-benefit analysis of what you pay in tuition for travel teams and what you could put towards college tuition and the amount of money in, in uh again in our sport softball scholarships is is not a lot and unless you are an elite uh skilled position player you're you're probably not going to get anything division three gets nothing you're better off must you're better off putting all your efforts into your academics my players and parents have heard me say this all the time there is certainly money out there and we will do everything we can to help you prepare to get that but ultimately the players have to go and pursue that And, and we're the venue and the forum to help them do that but you know we are not going to come out and say we are going to get you x because i i can only control the controllable. Well, I can't control what a college coach does. And in this day and age with college coaches being, uh, they have seatbelts on them where they can't leave campus. Some campuses are closed. They send kids home. They're uncertain on the future of their seasons. Their, their recruiting has gone into an area that nobody has ever seen before. Anybody that tells you they know what's going to happen, they don't. Yep. And you have to kind of... Uh, a, 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 approach this thing you know a day at a time a week at a time and embrace the change that you're in and kind of figure it out you know through the maze that we're in it's, it's just another casualty of the pandemic time that we're in and you know we, we've got to figure it out and you know we think that we have got some solutions there but we don't have all the answers but we can help educate and that that's where we need to go we i can't promise i can educate and then provide the forum
2: Thing is, and and uh, you and I are obviously both on the same page. It is all about education, ed- educating the moms and dads who are footing the bills. Uh, as you outlined before, there were literally dozens, hundreds of travel club teams all over this area there's no way in the world that uh, there is no one website that basically uh, parents can go to to get a real sort of uh, you know analysis of which ones are the best for their son or for their daughter Uh, it's just really again the wild wild west Uh, all of them say you know the kids come out of our program they go on to top college programs yeah but we don't know what that means was was the kid actually getting a full scholarship are they getting a partial are they even just making the team at the collegiate level uh it's hard to get a sense of what who's telling the truth and what isn't so again if there's one takeaway from this and i know you feel the same way bobby it's got to be all about doing your homework as a parent you got to do your due diligence, shop around, look around, see the programs, go to practices, see for yourself to see a sense of what what kind of instructions going on, how the coaches coach uh and the interaction with the players and the coaching staff otherwise you're just taking a big big gamble with your money,
3: yeah, a big big gamble with your money
2: uh it's time that you can't get back and
3: you know the the parents uh Hopefully they realize that it's, you know, it's a short window, and the experience that you want to provide goes way beyond the this, this sporting experience. It's the life lessons that come along with it. You know, I pride myself that I think the life lessons that we give and the maturity and the accountability and everything that goes into being part of our organization, I'm more proud of that than if they get a hit with a runner on base. <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that's the tangible part that, yeah, that I- we see, but the, the other part is, is, is more important.
2: I hear you loud and clear. Bobby Germano of the North Jersey Viper softball uh, program, uh, I, I thank you and I salute you, and, and I very much thank you for coming on early this morning to talk about the the uh, intricacies of running a, a, a travel softball program. Thanks, Bobby. We'll talk to you again real soon.
3: Thanks, Rick. Have a great day. Thanks for having me.
2: You bet. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Tommy Lugauer. Please stick around for the NFL preview. That's up next. I'll see you next Sunday at 7 a.m. right here on the Sports Edge.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.